So we were going to have a guest on the show, right? But Rob bailed. Yeah, Rob was robbed of his position on the show because of COVID. So it gets to us all, even the show. But how sick is he, though? Could he have, like, chipped in with a few anecdotes? (laughs) I don't know. I can't speak for him. (laughs) If he had, you know, like, I don't know if his voice is not very strong or a bit raspy or something along those lines, but he could have had one of those um, Stephen Hawking computers. I have wondered about the Elden Ring. (laughs) The wonders of the Elden Ring. (laughs) These are my petty complaints about games. (laughs) Okay. Let me have a sip. Sip of what? Seltzer. Seltzer. <laughs> Sparkling water. Do you call Bring it seltzer in this. the UK? Thing is... What's the thing? We didn't drink after Christmas, like in the new year, and we just sort of like kept it going. Um, there has been a situation where I've been in where I've had to make a decision, like a really tough decision, like if I was in a pub with friends or something. That hasn't really happened, so... We just haven't been drinking, so I feel yeah, like I don't think to yeah, break the seal now. It doesn't after, have to be all or nothing. It's not all or nothing. It's not all or nothing. But maybe this new balance it clearly might, is. <laughs> this new balance might help if you're off your rocker and I I bring the level headedness. I don't think you're committed to the show. <laughs> you need to be blind drunk to, <laughs> to, <laughs> to be committed to the show. Well, I'll be interested to hear what the listeners think if the show isn't loose enough this time. Or it needs a bit of extra loosey-goosey. I'll be the judge of that. <laughs> okay, I'll be the judge of that. Okay. Um, <laughs> regardless, should we get into the show? I feel like I'm like paranoid yeah. now that I'm not loose enough, like I'm too stiff. I can hear the fear in your voice. <laughs> Trembling with fear. It's that time again, listeners. Another episode of I Don't Have Time to Game Anymore. No, we no, are... do that again. You messed that up. You messed that up. <laughs> you said it's that time of again. <laughs> I need I need Jen no to go. I need someone to bring me some drink quick. <laughs> this is going downhill. You need an, an intravenous. <laughs> okay. It's that time again, listeners. Another episode of I Don't Have Time to Game Anymore. We are your hosts as always. I'm David Fandalski and I'm joined by the Tom Jones singer. That fun time bringer. He wants to show you his Elden Ringer. It's Jay Francis George. There he is. All right, Jay. Woof woof, pot dogs. Woof yeah. woof. A long overdue. I forgot we were going to make woof. this. Um, we were going to make this a Elden Ring special, weren't we? It is going to kind be of. a well, definitely Elden Ring's going to be a big chunk of the show. Uh, but we've also we've been playing quite a lot of different games recently, so it's going to be a very game focused show. I think we're going to run through Elden Ring. Jay picked up Horizon Zero Dawn, which had the unfortunate coincidence again of being released around the same time as Elden Ring. You've also been playing Sackboy, which is a bit of a blast from the past, yep. which we can talk about a bit later. And I've completed a indie game called Death's Door. Plus, we'll have a mm-hmm. bit of news. Um, one of the main headlines I wanted to discuss from previous weeks was the acquisition of Bungie from PlayStation, which I think would be quite interesting to talk about. Only briefly, though. It's not that yeah, interesting. Yeah, I've forgotten about that. <laughs> yeah. I've forgotten about that. It's, it's, it's that interesting that I've forgotten about it. <laughs> it's something that I, I wanted to talk about before. Um, we'll, we'll dabble that, and then we'll finish with a game. Now, I know our games in the past have been a bit hit or miss, but we're hoping that this one is a hit. No, they haven't. No. They've always been successes. <laughs> They've always been successes. But let's kick it off yeah. with the big topic, and I think the one that has to really dominate this show, which is the release of Elden Ring. Let's just start by saying it was a game that I guess was on our radar, but I wasn't 100% sure I was going to jump in right at the start. I've always had a weak spot for previous games from the... What are they called again? From Software. From Software. Which apparently are not really supposed to be similar to Elden Ring, in that Elden Ring is supposed to be a lot closer to Dark Souls. Right. Which were their, their previous games. So I've had no experience. But I think based on a lot of the reviews, the Elden Ring is like the, um, I guess, the pinnacle of all these games that they've been, they've released in the past. They've sort of taken a little bit of everything and sort of like come to this. Yeah. This mighty game that is Elden Ring. When did you first start thinking, Jay, this this might be a game I'm going to I knew get. it was going to be released around the same time as Horizon. But in my head, I'd written it off as a game that would maybe pass me by because I played a little bit of Bloodborne and 
I didn't really enjoy being punished so much. I got past a couple <laughs> of bosses, and maybe if I pursued it, I would have enjoyed it. But I always thought I always thought it was going to get well reviewed, but not as well. Well, nowhere near as well reviewed as it did get to the point where I just couldn't ignore it. No. Um, so I had Horizon Forbidden West, and then a week later, maybe a week or two weeks later, Elden Ring came out. And I kept on kept on seeing like game of the decade quotes. Right. And when that happened, I can't ignore that. I can't no. ignore that. Yeah, like I was the same. I thought it was gonna be a nine out of ten, and and that's something that I can resist. Something that I could maybe put on my back burner and maybe visit another time, especially like I said, I am I didn't complete Bloodborne, which I got to the last boss and just like I don't know. I went down the DLC rabbit hole and just never came back to finish that game and now it seems like if i went back i don't know it's one of those games the elden the from software games are such a uh, an information heavy you need to like learn a lot of different systems and stuff and it just seemed like uh something that i wasn't prepared to to go back into but then i dabbled a bit in sekiro because that really interested me because it was a bit more you had a bit more stealth as an option as well it was fast paced like bloodborne and my intention was to complete that and then just see what happened and maybe get Elden Ring somewhere in the future. But then, like you said, Elden Ring came out, lots of different reviews all saying, this is get you have to play this game, 10 out of 10. And like you said, you can't ignore when that, that sort of game comes knocking. So you've picked up the game now. How much have you played so yeah. far? You've dabbled a little bit. I think I've gone into it a bit more than you. Yeah, I, I can't really comment too much on it because I've only played it for about two hours and then life got in the way. From the two hours that I played, I liked it and I liked the combat. Yep. I didn't really come across any massively no. massive bastards. Well, you're just, you're just scratching the surface. Um, I've, I've yeah. sunk quite a few hours into it now. And you could definitely see... How this- many hours are you on? I don't, you said there's a way to check, right? But um, It's just in the start menu. If anyone knows, I've done the I've done the first boss, which is Margit. Oh, you competed pre- him, have you? Yeah, I beat him in the end. And here's a tip, just for listeners: if you come across like when I first went across the normal, like this is the way you've got to go to progress. I came across him at the beginning, and he was so tough. And honestly, the best thing you can mm. do is just go away, do a few subplots around the map, and then just come back when you're a lot when you when you've leveled up a bit. Because you will get your yeah, ass kicked. I was going to do him. that anyway. And he's it's frustrating. And you've just got to sort of like brush it off and just you've got to almost accept that dying is just going to be a part of the experience and just sort of like know when it's getting too much and just leave it. And that's why this game. But this, go on. I was going to say this brings me on to my next point, which is which is why it intrigued me more than say Bloodborne. Is I like the idea that with Bloodborne, the problem with Bloodborne I found is if you came across a brick wall. You have I mean, to. not literally, but a boss. Right. You, you just have to keep on keep on going at it until you get past it. But with this, I feel like, and I haven't even gotten that that far in the game. But because of the fact that it's open world, you can just go, you know, la di da, and right, and then come back when you beefed up, as you say. It it doesn't it doesn't stop you in your tracks like right. Bloodborne no, did. You're right. Bloodborne was exactly like that. There was a little bit of deviation where you could go off the beaten path, but at some point you'd have to beat this boss or get past this section. And like you said, it'd just be bashing your head against the brick wall until either the wall went down or, or your head exploded. And most of the time, your head just, you know, yeah. was just in pieces. Y- you can definitely tell the influence uh, Zelda Breath of the Wild has had. And like you said, like I come across that boss early on, there's so much to do. Like the map is so rich, unlike a lot of maps that go for a bit more size, where there's like not a lot going on sometimes. And it's definitely a bit more pick up and play. Like I do it a little bit in the evening, and you could just do like forty five minutes mm-hmm. and just do like one little exploration, and then you're good. And then you've you've leveled up a little bit, and you're a little bit stronger. You know what I like the idea of? I like the idea that it's both accessible but also very inaccessible in a way because you come up against these really hard enemies, right. but at the same time, you can just go away and do something. I like a challenge, <laughs> but I don't want it rammed down my throat so hard. <laughs> right. Like, <laughs> like uh, maybe Bloodborne did. Right. No, that's definitely, that's definitely the case with Elden Ring. And I think that approachability and that, I mean, it's still hard, don't get me wrong. There's still some areas that you're going to be like, this is crazy. But you can go away and then that euphoria of beating the boss and 
getting past a certain section is also still there. So they've really nailed that on their head with the open world. It seems to just suit it perfectly. And a big shout out mm. to the horse as well, Torrent. Yeah. I've never experienced a horse. I think I saw someone saying another game did it where you could just, like, it just appears. There's no whistling. There's no horse like coming towards you. You know, this is a game. You don't have to be true to life where the horse f- comes up to you and follows you. You know, it just appears. And you can double jump with the horse as well, which is amazing. Okay. That brings me on to a couple of points. First is that I remember actually Rob, who was supposed to be on the show, who's got COVID. He was like moaning to me, I think uh, a few months ago when they were previewing the game and they showed the double jump of the horse because it's it's like wildly unrealistic and, you know, not physically possible. And it kind of like when I saw it and he was complaining about it, when I saw it, you you do sort of wince. You're like, oh, it looks looks a bit trashy. But that along with a lot of the other things about Elden Ring, what I appreciate about their design of their game is how utilitarian it is so what i mean by that is if you look at the menus they look really overwhelming but soon you can discover that you can you know tie uh like quick actions to the d-pad and another point which i'll come back to later is like for example the looting yep with looting you just press a button and it it just like loots straight away it's like immediate it's very like utilitarian that way they don't waste their time with you know, showing you animating, picking it up. Right. It's, it's very just like, I need that, Get give it to me. And you you feel in control like that. They value your time. I think they value your time when you're in the game. Like the whole double jump thing sounds a bit like, oh, this is ridiculous and stuff. You know, a horse would never double jump. But this is, you know, this is a From Software game. Things are always crazy anyway. There's lots of things that are not true to, to how they should work in life. The good thing about the double jump and the horse in general is you don't even have to leave your horse. You could just like go around. You don't have to get off, get back on, do a bit of a jump, get back on the horse. It's just like so fluid. And like I said, they really respect your time with how even traveling around the map, the horse can really speed it up. And they give it to you right at the start, which is good. And Mm. there's also quick travel as well between the sites of grace. So you don't have to if you don't want to go halfway across the map. I mean, sometimes part of the fun is like going halfway across the map, seeing some random shit and just like, you know, getting getting lost lost in that. But if you just want to get to a certain area as well, you know, you can also fast travel, which is something that I think they've they've really nailed in this game. Yeah. Complaints about the game? Yeah. I feel like we're too positive about it. Well, at the that w- those were the good things. I think we said the com I really enjoy the combat as well. Combat's really good. Um very simple. You know, not not many buttons, but you know, you have to really get those dodges and those parries timed. Negatives, Jay. I mean, one thing that did, and we had a bit of a discussion this at the start. I mean, you have the PS5 and the Xbox, and you were sort of comparing the mm. versions as to performance. I did have the luxury of which one to pick, and it was definitely a hard choice because, as I understand it, the PS5. Uh, favors the game engine better in that uh, it just rags the SSD. And I think the PS5 SSD is is slightly faster. So it suited it better that way. So like the load times are faster on PS5. But the PS5 doesn't have VRR yet, which is variable refresh rate. That's right. Which means that it doesn't sync as well with the, the refresh rate on the TV. And apparently because it doesn't have a fixed frame rate, it can get really choppy on the PS5. Whereas the the Xbox Series X has VRR, and right. so it really smooths out the frame rate to the point where, I mean, you played it yeah. with VRR off by accident, right. didn't you? And you said it was it was terrible, um, and then you switched it on. I remember speaking to you saying, you know, this is... It got to, it, I thought it was a bit almost unplayable. Like, I was almost really disappointed with how it performed. Like, I just thought it really mm. jittery, and, like, in that sort of, you know, fast combat game where enemies can, like, sometimes defeat you in like a, a a hit or two you need it to be smooth or to a level that is acceptable where you don't feel cheated by you know it's your own lack of skill or, or what, right, rather the than the game in the way and then i just i thought i was like getting annoyed because i thought my tv didn't have vrr and i only just bought it like <laughs> i mean not that maybe like two years ago which is quite a long time in tv yeah times. you bought it for the consoles basically but i bought it for the consoles the and i was like what the hell and i was like i even called customer service until <laughs> he was the Did little, you? Uh, <laughs> never told me this yeah i spoke to customer service and i was saying it's not there because i looked on youtube for guides and i think it, i i must have just gone to an old 
guide for my TV because the setup was different. And then the guy was like, oh, I should have mm. it. It should have it. I basically just hung up on him because I was annoyed. And then, and then, I, <laughs> and then I started just one day, I started looking again. I was like, oh, there it is. So if you're listening, I'm sorry, mate. <laughs> so if you work in customer service and had someone <laughs> going on about VRR, um, he was like, what the hell? It's like a two, two-year-old TV. And he's like, going on about VRR. I was like, it's the only reason I bought it was for like the next gen, to be next gen ready. But I did have VRR. And as soon as I put it on and went back into the game, it was noticeable. There's still certain yeah. areas when a lot is going on mm-hmm. that you do still notice it chug a bit. And I guess that's just, I mean, it's a bit, I wonder which how is a bit, much which is a bit disappointing, that, right? Which is, yeah, which is still disappointing because even though it's a big open world game, it looks really nice and it's amazing, but it's not like crazy, crazy. I, I've read a lot about this and they basically said that the, the developer, was it From Soft? From Software. Is it From yeah. Soft? From Software. From Software. They've always been known to not have the technical chops really like that's not that's almost their weakness as a as a game yeah. especially when you compare it to horizon right no no no. like uh was it is it blue point that did the remake of demon souls but they actually got snapped up by playstation in the end because they they were renowned for being this developer that uh, did a really good job of remaking games and anyway their version of demon souls is noticeably better than Right. Even even Elden Ring that has come out a few years later. I know Elden Ring is a lot more strenuous on the on the yeah yeah the game engine because it's open world, but still it's something that they're known for not being good with. They're going to make a ton of money from Elden Ring, and they should really invest that in their their technical. Right, it's the only thing that, that sometimes lets it down a little bit. Is sometimes I have been in areas where it, it does just get a little bit choppy sometimes it's not 100% smooth and that's in there's they've they offer a performance mode and a and a um, quality mode and I do recommend the performance yeah. over the quality mode with VRR on if you have the Xbox Series X version mm-hmm. anything else that you would put down as a negative i mean the only thing i can think of is maybe for newcomers there's a lot going on with systems to learn and and items and stuff like I had to look up some stuff. Yeah. Like, I think you get different, like, you get HP points and you get FR points or F- something. FP, it's like magic or... Yeah, but I had to look up, what does FP stand for? I had to look it up. Yeah. I can't even remember now. I had to Google it, though. Just gobbledygook acronyms yeah. didn't help me. They do a decent job in the menus of explaining roughly what it is, and part of the exploration is just, like, messing around with different things. And But there are a lot of items, which is, you know, a minor gripe, really. In, in the grand scheme of things we'll come back to that later yeah and we'll give you i think we'll i think this will be a game that will obviously it's such a massive game that we'll come back to on later shows to say you know how we're doing if you know will jay will we even <laughs> last- we'll turn into another doom <laughs> another doom well you've been doomed didn't you jay doom's gone i did been doom yeah. i did been doom. we will not mention it again I, it's a great game great game but just too much of a slog <laughs> okay um anything else you want to mention about elden ring um oh which class did you go with in the end i went with the confessor the confessor he's the main and you went with you went with the warrior didn't you yeah the confessor is the the creepy cloak sort of monk yeah looking one which i like to look at <laughs> you big into the creepy monks he's got a cape as well yeah. right He's got like a cape thing going on. He was an all-rounder. Yeah. And because uh, I didn't know enough about what I wanted to, how I wanted to fuck people up, then I thought it was good to, <laughs> yeah. to go with an many, all-rounder. Many options to fuck people up. I went with a melee class, the warrior, who starts off with two scythes. No, shimakas. Shimakas, is that the right way to say it? Shimaka? I think it's skimmers. Skimmers. Yeah, it's one of those words where... I, I don't know. Who knows? Um... Slava Ukraine. Yeah, yeah. We are with the people of Ukraine on this pod. Let's move on to the next big game, and that is Horizon Zero Dawn Forbidden West, right? Yeah. And it had Let me just go and get some more beer before I yeah. start talking I'll get, I'll get... about that. <laughs> okay. You get your Elka Salts or whatever it is. Okay. I think you should break fast for the pod next time, Dave. I think break fast. You know, it could be your only your only outlet. Okay, I will. Alcohol. I will. And maybe will. you just get absolutely smashed <laughs> because you, you're not used to alcohol. Yeah, maybe. Uh, just one or not two. Not that I'm dependent on it. It sounds like I am. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, okay. Horizon okay. Forbidden West. So let's, yeah, 
I do have opinions based on if I think that I played the original, I completed the original, which I don't think you did. Yeah. I'm not saying you know I got one up on you, but I I think I got about halfway through the original. Yeah. And so you, I I did know what I was going into. You know what the kind of funny thing is as well is the original came out and they released it the same time as Breath of the Wild, and I guess their sales took a bit of a hit. And they've done they've done the same mistake this time by releasing it the same time as Elden Ring. I think there's like a week. It's Elden Ring. A week in between. You just imagine the manager, right? Going, oh, there's um, no other games coming out, right? No, nothing. And then Elden Ring's out for fuck's sake. Elden I think Ring's it's like... sufficiently different to to Elden Ring, though. Yeah? I think it's a different audience. Yeah, I gotta got say, yeah. More I mean, casual? they do share similarities. I wouldn't say it was casual. I, th- I think it's more like accessible. Right. It's not an easy game. I mean, compared to Elden Ring, maybe, but... What would you say that Horizon Zero Dawn has over Elden Ring? Like, what are you going to... What sort of person would play Horizon Zero Dawn over Elden Ring? Graphical? Would you say that's a level above? Well, I do have issues with the, the visuals. Interesting. I thought that was one of their main... Yeah, well, I went into it expecting really great things. The problem is that there's a lot of bugs around is there? Uh, the way it renders. I almost feel like because there's so much detail in the world and there's all these like weird, I think they call them artifacts in, in graphical terms. Right. Where, for example, a lot of people complained about this shimmering effect. Okay. Where basically, if you look at the blades of grass in the in the background, it's not quite clear it almost looks like low resolution now apparently they are like aware of this and they're releasing patches to fix it right but i mean i'm going to say something very controversial now i actually think Elden ring <laughs> looks, looks better. better wow that is a hot take you've dropped a bomb just because just because the way that they render the final image it's so fuzzy in the background and it's like like the main characters are really crystal clear but the, the way the world looks like the, the grass and the trees and stuff is so fuzzy. I think because they're, they're trying to inject so much detail into it that I actually, I watched a video of this guy complaining about it, saying that basically Zero Dawn Horizon, like the original PS4 one, looks better? Remastered for the PS5. Well, remastered for the PS5 yeah. where you get 60 frames per second and everything is like a really smooth image, almost looks better. That's mind-blowing. And, and I know that sounds mental. Yeah, it is mental. You can see what they're trying to do, but until they get that final image quality looking sharp and smooth, I have to say I agree with him. I can't is it that? not see it. I can't not see all the visual artifacts. It's that off-putting, is it? Well, it didn't stop me playing the game, but what happened was Elden Ring came out, yeah. and I thought, well, Gorilla, who make Horizon Forbidden West have acknowledged the issue and saying they're going to patch it. So I thought, well, I'll just park that and play Elden Ring for now because I'm not really, you know, it's supposed to be a visual tour de force. Yeah. But for me, it was just like, when it's up close and you can see the characters, it looks amazing. But as soon as you start seeing the world around you and and how fuzzy it is, especially on performance mode, it looks like trash. God. And and I've got a good TV as well. So it's not that. I know you've got a good TV. End of rant. It's smooth then, right? Like the, the frame rate's all good though, right? The frame rate's good, yeah. And I will say, I'll say some very positive things about Horizon Forbidden West. Number one is the combat is absolutely sublime. Yeah. Really good, really impressive. So many options. Yeah. I remember on the, the original, there was traps, there was like abilities and stuff. My my one thought is that with Sony Studios, right? So you've got Naughty Dog. Yep. Then you've got Insomniac and then you've got Gorilla. Like they're the three the, the big, big players, right. I would say. Yeah, and I would say that Naughty Dog, who make The Last of Us and Uncharted, they always push out like 10 out of 10 games, like AAA, 10 out of 10. Yep. They're hard to fault, okay? Then you've got Insomniac, which push out Sp- like 9 Spider-Man, out of 10 games. Right, yep. Yeah, really, really good 9 out of 10, not quite 10 out of 10. And then you've got Gorilla which maybe it's a little bit unfair, but I feel like they push out like eight out of 10 games. They need to get out of that. They need to somehow get to like nine or 10 out of 10. And that, that's how I, I still feel about the set. I still feel that way about them at the moment is, is they're not quite up there with Insomniac or Naughty Dog. Yeah, I'd be interested to hear your thoughts as you progress through Forbidden West because I remember playing the original mm. and sort of getting a bit bored with it by the end. And, and it's still a bit of a 
objective um, tick box fest when it comes to some of the things to do on the map, which sort of gets in my the one thing. The one thing that I did notice that was different to the original is that the the richness of the characters and the voice acting. The voice acting is some of the best I've ever heard. Really, really engaging. It sort of reminded me, you know, when you played games as a kid and you would do loads of side quests and you'd find them really interesting and you'd be really engaged. And that petered off as you got older. It was like that. It was like listening to all their stories. They're really rich and the side quests are great. So I I think they've got a lot of potential, but they just, they need to clean some stuff up. Yeah. Um, It's a little bit too buggy for me. Uh, well, anyway, end of rant. I don't, I don't want to be too. No, it's good. To, it's it, good but... to listeners hear your 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 point of view, especially because you get to compare both Elden Ring and Zero Dawn at the moment. So, you know, I know they're not like you said. They're not. You know what it reminds me of? This whole thing reminds me of you know, like Forza Five, Forza Horizon Five, yep. where like, all the reviews are like, "Oh, this is amazing, ten out of 10. And then you and I play it, and we're like, "Ah, it's got a lot of issues." Yeah. And it's the same with Horizon. Like, like, like I can see where they're going with it, but it's not quite the polished experience that you read about in the reviews. Well, the good news is, is to, in today's world, patches exist. And it's not like back in the olden days where whatever was released was basically what, what you had to put up with for the forever, basically. So hopefully they... Yeah, they, so I'm just waiting for them to patch it and fix the issues, yeah, fix and, the visual and issues. And surely this has come to their attention and they, they're going to be working on that because... Sony doesn't want this sort of publicity and you know <laughs> no <laughs> you sound like you're at a funeral or something they don't want this no they don't want this they don't want this they'll be out on their ear if they um, keep it up with this fuzzy graphics but another game you've been playing well why don't I go for my game now because you, you had a bit of Horizon yeah, yeah I've, I've talked enough you've had a bit yeah. of Forbidden West and we'll keep the listeners updated on that another game which I actually completed I've been quite good recently with remember I completed Doom and then I'm I'm pretty yeah. much completing my games and, and getting them ticked off whereas I feel like you're a bit of chop and changing at the moment I've gone off piece yeah yeah it used to be someone you could depend upon and now you're a loose cannon <laughs> when it comes to games <laughs> <laughs> You pick it up a little bit, you you know, you, you you're losing to you're getting distracted too easily. So I played a game called Death's Door, and maybe that's not a game that is instantly recognizable to some of you. I never heard of it when you told me. No, I was looking so I just just as a point of reference. I can't remember what I completed before Death's Door, or if I did complete anything. But I think I was looking for a new game to play and it came on Game Pass, and then I was sort of looking at like um, Polygon's list and a few other lists of like Game of the Year for last year, and it appeared quite highly on a lot of lists. And as soon as I just started it up, it's like a, almost like a old school Zelda. You, you're basically a, a crow, and you've got a um, you're working for death, and you go around reaping souls, sort of thing. Um, mm. And that's the gist of it, anyway. And there's all these like little different subplots with it. <laughs> But I just enjoyed the... It's sort of like a Bloodborne Dark Souls game in that the combat is quite tricky, but not nowhere near as a Dark Souls game. But the art style is really, really well done. The music... I feel like it, a lot of games, if they, if they get their music, their little tunes bang on, that sort of adds the, the entire experience. And it's just a game mm. that wasn't too long either. So I sort of breezed through it and it sort of set me up nicely for Elden Ring. How long did it take you? Maybe like 10, 10 to 15 hours max. Not long at all. Maybe like and what 10. would you give it as, a, as an IDX score out of 10? Nine. I'd give it a nine. It's not going to be 10. Uh, nine, that's pretty good. But I'd give it a nine. Um, I like all the indie games sometimes and I, I definitely recommend it. It's a death door. And you played... <laughs> You played Sackboy, right? I was going to say, I was going to say, I don't like the indie games. I'll tell you what, it had no fuzzy, it had no fuzzy graphics. It was crystal clear. Yeah. I think the last one I played was The Witness. That was the last sort of indie game I played, yeah, which I really but, enjoyed. But I'm talking about like a 2D, it's like, it's not, well, it's not really 2D, it's like a 3D. Well, it's, it's old... hardly like The Witness was, uh, you know, Unreal 5 engine, was it? Yeah, that's, that's true, I guess. Like, did you play, you played Limbo and... Yeah, I didn't really like it. Do you remember when we both played? What was that one called? Uh, little, yeah. little little nightmares. You weren't that no, fussed on it. No, I was thinking I... of um, Celeste. I was thinking of. 
Celeste. When we both played him oh, for about yeah. an hour, thought he's great, and then never yeah. picked it up again. <laughs> yeah, that's true. And that's that's how a lot of the indie <laughs> games go sometimes. So you're like, oh, this is amazing, and then mm. another a big release will come out. But maybe that was it as well. There wasn't anything that I was that interested in playing either. So I just thought I'd give it a go, and it just worked out. Mm. Sackboy, another game. I mean, Sackboy. you've been really, you've really been spreading those those feelers around to the different games. Yeah, but I'll complete Sackboy for sure. Sackboy, it feels like it was... I don't know, when did it come out, Sackboy? No, it was kind of like a PS5 launch game. It was like in their launch period. So that was over a year ago now. Maybe wow. maybe 2020, end of 2020, which sounds like ages ago. Yeah. But it's still pretty new, relatively new. But it was one of those games where, with all the PlayStation first-party games, they're extortionate when they come out. Like, like I guess, probably 70 bucks or something. Yeah, and I'd sort of fancied it mostly because of the co-op aspect. I'm not really interested in Sackboy per se, but I knew it was a co-op game. Is that? It's actually um, what's that? <laughs> I accidentally knocked my um, my daughter's Paw Patrol tower, and it made made a oh. noise. I thought there was an argument in the background. No, <laughs> I just pressed the thing. Um, sorry to interrupt your Sackboy um, discussion. Bloody Paw Patrol. Uh, what was I saying? You like um, co-op games that you would have done. You would have played it on your own. Yeah, because it, it's actually four-player local co-op. Not that I would ever have a four-player, but it is clearly designed with co-op in mind. Yeah, and I was just waiting for it to come down in price a little bit, and then Rob again, who was supposed to be on the show, was waxing lyrical about it, and huh. it's really good with, particularly with uh, someone who's not a gamer yeah. like my. My girlfriend, who's not really a gamer. It's pretty simple. I mean, there, there are some challenging bits, but the really cool thing is that they've licensed a lot of pop music. So there's like a lot of tracks you'll recognize. Oh, that's fine. Uh, like Madonna tracks and stuff, like in the background. <laughs> like a bitch. And, um, <laughs> like a bitch. <laughs> Sack boys jumping around. Um, <laughs> oh, the kids. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's just really fun. I mean, I'm not saying it's like, you know, a triple A game, but no. it's if if you want a co op experience with someone that is not really a gamer, then I yeah. would definitely recommend it. Really great, yeah. And it looks better than Horizon Forbidden West. Tell wow, that now there we go. I wonder if you could. You said you, it's not possible to play. It's a four player co op. Yeah, could you? Do you think you could like have one controller in each hand and also your girlfriend as well? Like, is it possible? Is it possible? Yeah, could you like? Uh, could, is, it, is it that simple controls where you could have one hand doing one controller? No, <laughs> no, <laughs> that, that, there's, that, there's a little bit of skill. It can get tricky. But okay, so it's not. So, you, no. you wouldn't just need the stick and like the jump button. That would be crazy. If you, even if you did, you'd you'd have to use your nose or something to hit the jump button, wouldn't you? Not if you had wide fingers. <laughs> if you have wide fingers, then you might have a chance. <laughs> um, so Sackboy, you're going to complete. That's funny you, you mentioned about playing with your girlfriend because before I was playing Death Store, I was trying to get Jen and we were looking on Game Pass. Because Game Pass, you could just have a quick look. And we had to go 12 minutes, which yeah. I think you did as well. Did you finish that? Got on my nerves at the end. No. Um, we got very close and we thought we'd finished and then it set us back to the start, you know, where he goes through the, through the door, waste of time. I couldn't be bothered. Yeah, it was a bit too much for me. Also, I think maybe I moaned about it before, but the it controls? very much felt like a PC game to yeah. me. Yeah, I, it was, there was no quick buttons and it just felt like a pc game ported to a console i didn't like that yeah we actually played another game as well called it's like unpacking or packing it's like you just you just unpack a room i can't remember what it's called okay. now um it doesn't sound that fun Jen, memorable Jen, Jen sort of liked it um but we we we, we stuck not with a glowing it for a recommendation no, <laughs> no it was not a glowing recommendation um so yeah i think we've been playing i mean f- for this show i think usually it's all halo and I think we shouldn't we shouldn't mention Halo on this show right now. Save it for another one. I don't think we should. Okay, we'll keep it. We'll have a Halo free show this week, this month. Sorry, I think I think it's about time. Yeah. Right. Okay. So before we go into our petty Parliament game, let's just quickly dabble in the news. As I mentioned at the start, one of the big announcements that came out actually I think it must have been a while ago now, like a few weeks ago, was the acquisition of Bungie from. Um, Sony, 
which is quite a key development mm. because Bungie have always been, a, I guess, a key ally, a key partner of Xbox. Obviously, they made the Halo franchise and then they uh, sort of buggered off and thought they could, you know, do one over they on... They thought they on, could strike out they, on their they own, thought, didn't they? Yeah, they thought they could strike out on their own. And they, I'm, I mean, some people will say they have sh- striked out because I still feel that Destiny is still quite I popular disagree. amongst uh, a niche I market. think you're right. I think you're right. Yeah, I think you are right. But for me, total loss of interest. Yeah, we've played it a few times and we've tried to get into Destiny a few times. And it, But though I will say the recent The Witch Queen or something like that, the recent expansion right. has got really glowing good, good reviews. reviews. They said it was like mm. basically the pinnacle of what Destiny's been, should have been about at the start and everything sort of came together in, in this latest um, expansion. But it's just been, it's been too much faff. I, I, I didn't, I, I lost interest a long time ago in Destiny. What it reminds me of in a in a non directly remind me of way is do you remember Watch Dogs the Ubisoft yes uh, franchise Watch I never, Dogs I never played it I think you did I had the first one and I remember when I played it it was just really really average and I sort of moaned about it on Twitter and then someone said to me ah oh, come on it's their first attempt at a franchise and all this kind of stuff <laughs> I just think you know what if you don't get it right like the core right the first time yep. it just limps along and i feel like it's like that with destiny yeah i know it's really hard to hit it out of the gate but they had a they had enough enough ground in with halo it wasn't as if they came in cold yeah it was just a bull i find they, it, they feel, it feels like halo yeah but it just i, I don't know it's just like the whole it didn't have soul it did feels it? too bitty it to me it didn't have it soul didn't, yeah have, too bitty it's definitely missing something i wasn't sure and i haven't played it for ages so i don't know if that's been addressed but like you said if they didn't they had enough time to to lure us in and and now we've pissed off so lure failed mm. but this is a key acquisition right for sony um, I, I, I gather I think it's a good acquisition if bungie makes something they must be making something different it's a bit like buying rare right like rare make games with good mechanics yeah. Although saying that, that didn't work out very well, did it? No. So. But that's another one, though. You say that, though, but like like Destiny, I, th- I still think they have more of a market than we think because sea of we're Thieves. not massive. Sea of Thieves. Yeah. I think it has a real market just because but we're not really interested. the golden age that it used to be. They used to bang out hit after hit yeah. after hit. Yeah. Now, I know they got Sea of Thieves, but is that really like up there? No, it's not. It's not ten out of ten. They were like, supposed to be bringing like out something else. They used to make was and they, the rare. I mean, I know this is supposed to be a, a discussion about Bungie, but Ray was supposed to bring out something else. I can't remember the game. It was like a nature with game. With a big toad. It was like a big toad was it? thing in the, in the trailer, wasn't no, it? No, was, I thought it was all it was like, like people some kind dancing. of magical thing. Nature, yeah. It was like this like magic thing. And they always do that. I feel like they take f- fucking ages to do anything. Which is fine if you bring out, you know, if you knock it out of the park. Yeah. But they never do anymore. Yeah, I, just, I just got annoyed there because Ken Levine came to my mind talking of people who take fucking ages. But... You know, he's another prick who's yeah. taking his time with. Like, he's making shit up that he's working on. He's fine if he wants to retire, but don't don't say you're making stuff when you you you're still blabbling on about Bioshock. Um, <laughs> anyway, um, I think it's it's definitely an. Acqu- it'd be interesting to see. I don't care if they make Destiny console exclusive. I'm not sure if that's the way they'll go anyway. Yeah. Don't care. But like you said, if they sort of go back to their roots and think let's let's take on Halo and. But if they go down that route to, to directly compete against Halo, that'll definitely be interesting. Especially, I know we're not going to mention Halo, but I am going to mention Halo. The amount of people complaining about Halo at the moment, the amount of yeah. pros and things saying that uh, 343 aren't working hard yeah. enough to to make it a good live service game. And all right. that kind of stuff. I know we said we, ne- we weren't going to talk about Halo, but <laughs> we have to apologize to the listeners. We snuck, we snuck it yeah. in. We snuck it in as we always do. Okay. Um, so that, like you said, that'd be petty parliament. Let's do petty parliament. Why not? Why don't you give us a brief explanation, Jay? I'll give credit where it's due. This was your game idea, and <laughs> that wasn't my game. <laughs> we saw Nick get off another podcast, <laughs> but, but, we, but an unrelated podcast, unrelated so podcast. so it's fine. Yeah, unrelated. Not and you can't, game you can't, you can't claim ownership over everything, right? You know. No, no, no. You know, you can't. Kick. So, so petty parliament is if you imagine a parliament and we're bringing things to the parliament to be ruled on. It's a little bit like Room One Hundred One, if you know what that is, where basically we we put forward things that we we have issues with in video games. Yeah, the rule is that they need to be petty. 
Yeah. So they they can't be serious stuff. It's just like irks, minor irks. However, I have a feeling that a lot of the things we're going to bring up will not be minor irks, no, I might, but I'm yeah, going to try no, and keep it to... Because it seems to me like the floodgates have opened yeah. and I've just there's ranted a, about things. There's a face of panic when you said minor irks because I'm like looking at my list and I'm like, I don't know. Yeah, but we'll, you know, yeah. we'll see. I mean, you'll be the parliament. Also, right? as a bonus, because I sort of put this to Rob and said, can you can you think about a oh, few petty he, things? Has he given us his... Yeah, yeah, because he didn't make it on the show. I said, well, can we have your petty, your petty parliament things? Because I knew, I knew, because I, I suggested this idea to him and he got really into it and he was like, I've been thinking about it in the shower and I've, I've got loads of things to say. <laughs> we'll go through his petty parliament right. uh, suggestions and um, I'm sure there'll be some crossover, put it right. that way. He's, he's been waiting to get this off his chest for years. Yeah. He's been building up. <laughs> I'm glad he's having some sort of <laughs> presence in the show. We wish him all the best in his fight against COVID. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, Slava Ukraine. <laughs> um, so, so then at the end of the parliament, let me just get this straight, Jay. The other person will just decide if it's worthy of a place. You banish it. It's banished. I think as a group, so you and I, basically, yeah. we're the arbiters. We, we need to decide whether we let it through or not as a as a justified peeve. Okay. How many have you got? I've got three, and maybe two are pettier than the other one. I've got three, but yeah. we're supposed to be doing two. It, it can't just turn into a massive rant. <laughs> because <laughs> and you've had a few beers, so it probably could it could go that yeah. way. You know, you start uplifting tables. Should we start? Should we start? Should we Lutin! I ate Lutin! <laughs> That's a good place to start because I'm pretty sure we've all got Lutin on the list. But I have to say, because I thought Lutin wasn't petty enough, so I had, I had to expand on it a little bit. Yeah, I think... Can I just say, I was going to put Lutin, but I anticipated that you would have Lutin. And I, I changed my <laughs> my um, my answers to, to a non-Lutin variety. Okay, well, while we're on the Lutin subject, so, so what I'll say is that... Yeah, so so I think Lutin full stop is is not petty enough. What I will say is I hate any kind of complexity involved yes, in Lutin. Yes. And what I mean by that, yes, praise like, be. Like for example, praise be. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> Give it to him, Jay. Give it to him. Okay, perfect example. I know Horizon Forbidden West. Oh, is it Horizon yeah. Forbidden West? Okay. Yeah. So so when you go to loot something. You don't just press one button. You press one button, you see like what you're about to loot, and no. then you have to press it again. So like you get a preview of what like why can't you just fucking take everything? Just take it all and only ask me if I want to <laughs> pick it up if my pouch is full. If it's That's not it. full, just pick it up. Just pick it up. I'll I'll discard it later if I hate it. Yeah. So so any kind of complexity like that in losing. By contrast, right, I'll say the Elden Ring does this well, okay? Yep. Elden Ring, just, just straight away, pick it up. Yeah. Just one button. Like a, like no a kind of yeah. fucking animation. I don't want an animation. I just want to pick it up. And also, Horizon Forbidden West, there's so many things to loot. Fuck me. So many things. Hate it. Hate it, hate it, well, hate it. Something that goes hand in hand with that was the, is, is sort of like crafting, right? Because you feel like you have to pick up so much like flowers and elderberries and fucking moose's oh, no. testicles and just just to make like a health potion um and you, you sometimes you feel like you have to pick it up just because yeah you might need it or something you know you don't yeah. know fear of missing out right fomo <laughs> on, on something it's fomo but shit I thought, fomo i thought you were going to bring up cuz bioshock did it pretty bad as well it's that extra button you're right the extra look yeah. at this and then decide if you want to you know it, it was just like a lot of I, I remember bioshock you had to go in a lot of the trash cans it's like, I don't know, it's just rubbish. Yeah. Well, while we're here, cooking and ingredients, I hate that. Like looking at stuff, yeah. thinking, do I need this to cook something to get some health? And trying to understand that. Yeah. I hate it. That's it. I, I had the same problem in Zelda. It was just a lot of like, some people really like bringing together, you know, oh, I got to find some seaweed, you know, a, butter, a butterfly and make a, a health potion. I just want a health potion and that's it. I don't want to, I don't really want to experiment cooking. Yeah. Otherwise I'd get that mama cooking game. Is it mama cooking or something like that? Mama cooking. I don't know what you're about. There's a game called about mama's cooking or something on Nintendo DS. Anyway, uh, besides the point, I totally agree with your 
um, analysis of why why Luton is such a time wasting. I think it was the first thing I thought of. Is there oh, an, I hate it. Is there an animation then in Horizon that when you pick yep. it up, no need? It's, it's a quick animation, but the major gripe I have is the second button press. Yeah. I absolutely hate it. Well, well another thing with Elden Ring do, does pretty well is you could pick stuff up off the horse. You don't even have to get off your horse and pick anything up, which I think is a nice added. Really? Yeah, you don't. Oh, you can just go over it and just pick it up. So you know, like so, you know, you don't have to get down. You just pick it up off the horse, and there's no animation. You just pick it up. Which yep. so looting. I think I think you know which way this is going. <laughs> I think <laughs> I think that's unanimous. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh no, there's definitely a place for looting. No, I agree. Let's bin it. Motion passed. Pull the crank. <laughs> <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's gone down the chute. Into the fiery furnace. Yeah. <laughs> Underneath the parliament. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Every, uh, every parliament has a fiery furnace underneath. That's gone. So one of mine, and I don't think this is petty at all, I think something which has got on my nerves in a lot of open world games is um, NPCs. And not just... <laughs> I don't mind one or two NPCs, it's just when there's a lot of them and just too many. You should clarify that for anyone who doesn't know what an NPC is. So an NPC is a non-playable character. So someone you might meet in the world and they might go, hello, you know, what a beautiful day. Or, you know, I'm, not, I, I'm, not, I'm no yeah. game writer, but <laughs> I don't doubt I will be based on that <laughs> audition. <laughs> but a lot of them just have nothing to say. And I, most of the time I just press B and just like really... I see if they have any anything interesting to say, and sometimes I feel like I have to talk to them just because. I mean, they might have a quest or something, and sometimes the quests are yeah. rubbish as well. Like, like I've lost my cat. If you see him on on your adventure, make sure you pick up <laughs> my pussy and bring him back. Um, <laughs> the rewards are always minimal, unless it's like a really major. Like I like. Elden Ring again. I know we're like saying it does things well, but there there are NPCs in Elden Ring, but they're not just littered around in some marketplace. For the petty element of this, I think we have to say we're going to put ten a penny NPCs in because too many. You NPCs. need to have NPCs. I appreciate it has to have NPCs to add a bit of richness to the world and add a bit of believability. But also the other thing that goes hand in hand with it is they stay in the same bloody place. I'd rather them just wander the world and you might you might see them again. That's good. I like that. Or you t- or you turn up to their house and they're not there at that moment. Like I'd like them to move around a bit. They're always apart. From, yeah, I, we I, want vagrants. Yeah, they just wander around. Um, and sometimes I think some games did it. Zelda Breath of the Wild might have with certain characters, but a lot of them just stayed in the same place, which is fair enough. If you want to go back to a character, it might be a bit annoying if you went back and they weren't there after you'd done like some. They wanted you to guess, you know, some yeah. some trinket from this dungeon that you spent hours, and then they, <laughs> he's gone on vacation or something. You should it, be able to ask uh, other characters like. Where's Bob gone? Where's Bob and gone? And then they'll say like, "Oh, on he's got you know, he's on map. he's on Dragon Island or something." And you got to go, <laughs> you got to go see Bob, you know. But that could be something whether they add in future games. You know, just having NPCs wander around a bit more and not just, you know, if they work on the shop or the marketplace, fair enough. They they're not going. You can find them at their usual spot. My feelings aren't quite as strong as, <laughs> as Luton on this one. Okay. I can understand the annoyance, but I will say that NPCs, like I'm playing devil's advocate no, here. No, I would want you to. I'd be disappointed. have got a lot better. Like, for example, Horizon Forbidden West, they're really great. And you're saying they're really good with Elden Ring as well. So yeah. I, I, don't, I don't know whether I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to vote for that one. I'm saying too many NPCs, though. Too many. Ten yeah. a penny. <laughs> Ten a penny. <laughs> <laughs> I can't think of a game where that, where that's happened. <laughs> Not a game in the last five years. I think Horizon Zero Dawn, the original, had a bit, a lot of rubbish knocking around. Like people, you know, I'll get some feathers for my hat, my lucky hat. Um, again, I, I'm no, I'm no quest creator, <laughs> but um, <laughs> you know, it's probably you know, get get some feathers from the bird up, up on the mountain for my lucky hat. I've lost them in the wind, uh, <laughs> and I'll reward you handsomely. And it's like you know, uh, one rupee or something, or ten rupees, or. Or something rubbish. It gets a bit much. The one thing I'll say is, okay, so like complexity involved in looting, which we yep. just talked about, has gotten worse over the years. Yep. Like the current games are the worst they've ever been. Apart from Elden Ring. But the NPCs are, are, are getting better. So 
Okay, mm. I'd want. I, I'd, I, I think I'd want Rob to weigh in on this as well. Um, obviously, we can't wait for him now to <laughs> to get get set up or anything. Maybe maybe just TBC. Then yeah, TBC. If, uh, yeah. Okay. So well, it's basically teetering on the edge of the fiery furnace. Um, Rob can either push it in or or just you know scoop it up and and take it back with him. Maybe we can tweet what Rob thinks about it. Yeah. What Rob thinks that could be a new section of the sh- a new section of the show. What Rob, Rob thinks. <laughs> the gladiator with a thumb like hovering in the air. You know. Yeah, yeah, we post it on our Twitter channel. We could post it on our Twitter a channel. Twitter like- channel. <laughs> Twitter. <laughs> We're creating our own social media. Platform. Sure, you're not drinking over there, Dave. Twitter, Twitter. There's a lot of bubbles in these sparkling waters. Okay, moving swiftly on. That's TBC. What what else do you have for us, Jake? I'll do one of Rob's. Do Rob's. Yeah, Rob, Rob, Rob us up. Yeah, I'll do one of Rob's next. This did make me laugh because it was so left field. So he's got pet peeves. He's just sent me his notes. Yeah. How much Hideo Kojima wants the world to know he made the game? Design, production, direction, music, story, editing program. Yeah, buddy, we know you made the game. I think he's got beef with he's got like, beef how with flamboyant Kojima is. He is a bit up himself. I will say that. Like, <laughs> based on, I do, <laughs> I do. He, he doesn't. A perfect example. I, I will say a perfect example. He's the Metal Gear Solid guy, right? Yeah. Yeah. Is that I played about an hour of Metal Gear Solid Five, and I loved the intro with the music and stuff. Yeah. But when you start getting into the gameplay, it was so chopped up. Like I was so disruptive that I started thinking the same thing. I was like. You are so up yourself. I want gameplay, mate. Yeah. Stop trying to direct every single thing. Yeah. I empathize with Rob yeah. on this. And also, I haven't played... What's the one with Walking oh, Dead guy? What's it called? Death Stranding. Death Stranding. I haven't played that, but it looks like the most boring thing ever. Yeah. Is it Death Stranding or Death Standing? Stranding with an R. Whatever. The Walking Dead one. Yeah. You know, he's he's made from the same... He's obviously made from the same cloth as the Dark Souls guy, which I, I, I know it's bad that I don't know his name either. <laughs> but I should do. Makazaki or Mikaza- something like that? Yeah. Do a little search. That was a Dark Souls Creator. director. Hidetaka Miyazaki. Yeah. Let's just call him... Miyazaki. No, it's, I think it's Miyazaki. 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 And Kojima. So I think they're definitely cut from the same cloth, but Kojima just... And they both want to be different with their games, which is fair enough. But I do yeah, feel like but, Kojima sometimes... But Miyazaki, Miyazaki is about gameplay. Like, yeah. Kojima is, is fluff. Yeah, he is a lot of fluff. I get that. He? I could totally see, like, I haven't really... That's what I mean. I haven't played one of his games all the way through to see all the directed by Kojima. Um, he probably delivered the game to your house as well. You know, he wants credit for everything. So I can see where Rob is coming from. Does it annoy me, though? I'm not sure it's enough for the no. for the motion to be passed. It sounds like a lot of personal beef. Yeah. I also quite like the fact that he brings a bit of glamour to the video game industry. Yeah. I'm not sure I play his games, but... No. Okay. So I think... Sorry, Rob. Sorry, I think, Rob. Sorry, Rob. Get well. <laughs> understand it, but not past. Do you have another one for us, Jay? Yeah. Okay. I'll, I'll do one other one. Okay. Which is... I might be on my own on this one, yeah. but it is petty. It is petty. I'll give you that. Ken Levine? <laughs> no. This is petty. Clicking in the left thumbstick to run. I hate it. Yeah. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. I'm clearly not on my own because some games do it differently. Like The Last of Us, I think if you want to run, then you hold L1. Yep. And I think Elden Ring, there's no clicking in the left thumbstick to run. I think it's like B, you hold B or something. You, you hold whatever dodges. So it's like B... Be, yeah, and it well, it just shows you how much we hate run because we 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 have elite controllers and we map a lot of the times we'll map run to one of the paddles. Yeah, so the issue I have is that it like it takes effort to push down your thumb, and you basically want to run almost all the time. So you're just like clicking in the left thumbstick all the time. It's so uncomfortable. Yeah, clicking left thumbstick to crouch or something, fine, absolutely fine. Yeah, because you don't do it that often. But but running, uh. Uh-uh. Yeah, I feel like sometimes it's a bit cumbersome with you might be not wanting to run and you might just like accidentally push it in. I agree that it is annoying and it's something that just makes the experience of of, of using the controls a bit more, like you said, a bit more cumbersome. Is there any positives Mm -hmm. of that? They must have done it for a reason and maybe they just run out of space 
on on the controller and they thought where else can we put it i like i tell you which games i like i like games that use run there used to be some games that you run automatically and if you wanted to go slower you just wouldn't push yeah. it as fast doom they, is a good example is, <laughs> is that i can't remember but you, yeah doom is always doom no you just sort of move fast but some games like you said if you wanted to creep you just push the stick a little bit and if you wanted to go fast you push it all the way you know what i mean so there's like a little bit of mm. control over I have to say, I like the Naughty Dog way. I, I like how they did it in Last of Us. I thought that was very good. It feels natural as well, L1. Yeah. What's Horizon have? Um, you click it in. Yeah. To be fair, there is like an inverted commas accessibility option. You can always change to it. Do it. That it runs automatically. Yeah. No, I don't think you can. Ch- or you can, ch- you can change it, but then you'd have to displace something else that was really useful. So I, I'm not even sure that's a, like a valid alternative. Yeah. I'm struggling to think of reasons to to keep it from the furnace i have to say i have a feeling rob would agree with me so so we put that in the furnace as well ready the crank's gonna go and you make the fiery noise okay ready click in the left thumbstick in to run you're going in the fucking furnace (laughs) 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 shall i do my last one the one that only recently has gone on my nerves and i know a lot of people this shouldn't really be something that i should be annoyed with and it's to do with um, customization and it's to do with too much customization what i mean by that is halo is a prime example i think nowadays everyone wants this sort of like Fortnite different multicolored headgear fireworks coming out of your ass flares different colored panties different colored hats and it just gets a bit much i don't think oh look at that cool halo player i just think twat straight away (laughs) and they've paid dlc for this i don't know if they think if you're listening to me and you've paid for this like halo especially the halo dlc at the moment there's like a mohawk with different colors and it it, it, you pay like 20 bucks to get a hammer or something an aesthetic i'd pay for something that was unique or a way to make it unique i'm not sure how but they're ten a penny. Yeah, I, see I see all those stupid. I see all those stupid hats. I see all those samurai gear. I just feel like I like the classic Halo gear. I appreciate that a, a bit of customization's fine. Changing the color of your armor, maybe tweaking your armor, different types of armor. But when it gets to like you know ostrich feathers on your asshole or uh, a Hulu skirt or something, you know, I could see games <laughs> are starting to get a bit more ridiculous with the way they customize things. And I don't know if that's to do with a game like Fortnite where they just add any old shit and, you know, it's branded by lots of different brands get, get, get on the bandwagon. And I just think it's a bit much nowadays and it's, it's, sort of, it's sort of starting to get on my nerves. No, I'm not sure I'd accept that straight in the furnace. I would probably add some conditions around that. Like I get annoyed at the amount of dollar that they want to charge yeah. for these things. Yeah. And I, I see people spending 20 bucks on, yeah, like some stupid little thing that you can't even see when the, when the game is, is running yeah. because you're too f- focused on everything else. I know on the one hand, yeah, they're discounting the game for everyone else because we can get it for free because they're monetizing through yeah. there. But I think it, it, it's got to the point where it's a little bit ridiculous now. It's a bit much. I read that the Gran Turismo 7, they were complaining about that Basically, if you want to get like a top tier car, you might have to fork out like 40 bucks just for a single car. I'm not happy with the way it's going. Yeah. It's a bit money grabby. I don't mind really paid DLC, but I just, I just don't like people thinking it's all. It's, it's, <laughs> I don't like people thinking that what You sound they... more annoyed, Dave. You sound more annoyed about the people that want <laughs> the DLC. I think I do. It's because I think they think it's cool. I just don't get it. And it's like. Why don't we put that in the furnace? Why don't we put in the furnace people that think it's cool to buy DLC customization? Because it, everyone has it. Like loads of people have it, and you look like a twat. Or what's the polite yeah. version of twat? In the uh, fire it a, goes. A bugger. Yeah. Um, okay, ready? Okay, so it's going in the fire. <laughs> That's a good fire impression. I I wonder if they... No, I suppose they... I was going to say, I wonder if they get people on games to like um, do fire noises, but I guess they just replicate <laughs> a real fire, right? Like the crackling of a fire. Probably. Yeah. Well, if you need a, a fire crackler... If you need a low budget fire, <laughs> then come to <laughs> any indie developers need a fire crackler. That there you go. Audition passed. So there we go. I think a few few of our petty 
um, what would you call them? So what did things? we have in the end? We had like uh, complex looting, clicking the left thumbstick, and the the people behind the customization, the, customization. <laughs> the, the, the people that buy the customization, <laughs> yeah. yeah, all in the fiery furnace and waiting for the fiery furnace, waiting for Rob's hand to push or pull. It was what was the thing that we were sort of like holding off on NPCs. <laughs> yeah, well, that was what you put forward that you want Rob to approve. <laughs> yeah, I want Rob to approve. <laughs> uh, I'll just re- I'll read Rob's other ones out just to give him some kudos. He doesn't like backtracking yeah. when you you come into a big room and then you have to go. That back was a good one. Blah, blah blah. That was a good one. Backtracking, I like that. Yeah, I'm not sure I agree with it to be honest. I I, I think sometimes it's part of the the game. Uh, he also hated looting and. One which I will definitely disagree with him. He doesn't like lock picking and mini games, like hacking mini games. I quite enjoy them, like Splinter Cell wise. You know, like when you have yeah, to hack lock. as long as it's quick and not too over overstay. Because I remember the Bioshock ones sort of got on my nerves after a bit. Remember you had to like do a little puzzle. Yeah, I suppose I got I got annoyed. The but Sp- I like Spider Man was. The I kind of liked with the lock picking on on Splinter. I think it's like you had a little rumble when you got it, and then it like clicked. Yeah, it was like really that was good. Very like satisfying the feeling of it. I like that. Okay, so I think that brings us to an end, and I think we've had a, a bumper show this week. Okay, so before we go, Jay, I think you need to remind listeners, as you always do, how to get yeah. in touch with us or interact with us. You can uh, maybe you can tweet us your petty parliament peeves, and um, maybe we can decide on Twitter whether they get through. So you can tweet us at idxttga. That's I don't have time to game anymore, so idxttga. You can. Favorite us on your podcast app or share us with your friends. Tell them that you had a laugh. Here, here. Listening to the show. Here, here. And that's the end. So it's goodbye from me. Woof, woof, pod dogs. And it's a woof, woof from me. See you next time. Cheerio. Woof.